provide you with cost-effective solutions. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. Are you an avid golfer looking to improve your game? Do you want to avoid injuries and play pain-free? Call Dr. Colin Hardy at Atlas Chiropractic, 672-6000. Dr. Hardy has been helping golfers of all levels for years using a combination of chiropractic techniques and personalized treatment plans to help you achieve your goals. Ha! Many golfers suffer from common injuries such as lower back pain or shoulder discomfort, but with Dr. Hardy's expertise, you can get back on the course and enjoy the game you love. Whether you're a seasoned pro or a beginner, Dr. Hardy can help improve your swing, flexibility, and balance, giving you the competitive edge you need to reach your full potential. So if you're ready to take your golf game to the next level, call Atlas Chiropractic at 672-6000 and book your appointment with Dr. Colin Hardy. Your game will thank you. Atlas Chiropractic and Dr. Colin Hardy, helping you achieve your best game yet. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Wrap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Hey Sheridan, it's Laura with your Main Street Project update. When it rains, it pours, or so they say, but with all of this rain, it limits how much we can pour. Concrete, that is. So the paving of Dow Street is a bit behind, which means we can't open it quite yet. But there is a window of hope in the forecast, which will allow us to get Dow Street paved and open to traffic the first week of July. As I've mentioned in the past, when one block opens, one must close, which means we will be closing the next section of Main Street from Alger to Grinnell the first week of July, likely the 5th, rather than the week of June 26th. So be prepared for that change. Remember all sidewalks within the work zone remain open and protected from construction, and there's plenty of parking within a short, heart-healthy distance from Main Street. Craving more details? Have questions or concerns? Come hang with the cool kids at one of the weekly project meetings on Wednesday at 1.30 at ERA Carroll Realty. Can't make the meeting? Follow Sheridan Main Street Project on Facebook, Instagram, or visit the City of Sheridan's website. Thanks for your patience and understanding. Did you know the Country Bounty is online at ShedaMedia.com? That's right. You always have access to the Country Bounty. The print version of the Bounty is still delivered to homes and businesses in Sheridan County and Buffalo, but you can also view it from your phone, tablet, or computer simply by going to ShedaMedia.com or CountryBounty.com. You'll be able to scroll through the entire publication. Click on inserts and more. Try it out. ShedaMedia.com or CountryBounty.com. It's in the palm of your hand. The Country Bounty. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Bighorn Education Fund is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, this morning, I am joined by the Sheridan PD Chief, Travis Koltiska, and Captain Tom Ringley. I hope everybody out there had a great 4th of July. How was the 4th of July in town? And we're going to talk about some alcohol culture coming up here in the show. Uh, this is going to be a good one because things have changed. Uh, Chief, Captain, welcome back. How was the 4th of July? Good morning, Floyd. Hi, Floyd. We had a, a very, I guess I'd call it a standard, quiet 4th of July. Um, you know, I think things in, in town, even with a large number of, of individuals, the, with the changes, with no longer having the fireworks at the equestrian center, but out in Ranchester, it's kind of changed people's activities around the area. So, Seemed like it was, um, you know, kind of status quo for the most part. 
And that status quo has changed somewhat over the years. Uh, if you were to say, Chief, 10 years ago, 4th of July, you get the duty, what are you looking at that night? <laughs> it would be uh, probably... Uh it's a it's obviously a, a holiday to celebrate. We you know it's a very important holiday for all of us. You know celebrating our independence and the founding of our of our country. But oftentimes that celebration comes with some behaviors that are not uh, in the best interest for everyone. So it was it was pretty much a, a large party holiday. A lot a lot of alcohol consumption, um, and, and which is you know done reasonably and responsibly. Is there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong with that. No, no. Um, nothing wrong, and and it is. It's, a cause to celebrate so but i think we've seen a, a just a little um kind of a change in 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 how that how that's done I, again fourth of july this year was on a tuesday too that might add something to do with it <laughs> we all had to be here we all had early to go to work in the morning right um so i think maybe people didn't um indulge quite like they maybe they would have should it have been a, a friday or a saturday night or even a sunday with the you know most people most places observing that monday as it would be the holiday if it was on a weekend so I think a Tuesday maybe had some factors into that as well, but uh, we're we're seeing a little a little shift in in the community in in the, in that you know they understand the 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 dangers inherent with with um, alcohol abuse and use. I um, had a family friend who lost their seven year old son to a, a drunk driving accident in Utah earlier this week. A drunk driver rear ended. The vehicle that had the family in it and this, and pushed him into traffic and his seven-year-old son was the vehicle's broadsided and it killed their seven-year-old son. So you know that's that's the dangers. That's the things that we preach on here regularly, and we really want to you know we want to prevent a family from having to go through that. Oh, it's horrible, yeah. and, and our hearts go out it's, to that poor and, family. And people think we're heavy. It's matter of fact, Chief's got a pretty funny story about when he was helping select a chief in another town in the western part of the state um, to where <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead speak for him I don't mean to, no but do. basically that one of the council members said oh Sheridan you you arrest people for DUIs there and our response to that is yes we do um, like I've said numerous times before that's the number one threat the everyday threat to our community um, so that's why we do take it so seriously and it just takes a second to have a tragedy like we just discussed and it can't be taken back yeah yeah and and people are never the same yeah after that and it, once again it's not the 0 .08, 0 .09s that we're arresting we're arresting people um monday morning we arrested once and talking about as we discussed before women in her 60s at a point three at 10 o'clock in the morning wow um it can happen all day at any time of day here for that's really just a, a monday morning here it's, yeah or making it it's nothing unfortunately it's not out of the out of the ordinary anymore we all we all think you know oh it's it's past nine they're going to be out on the streets so just be careful watch for other drivers but 10 o'clock on a monday yep i'd say that um that's kind of almost as common as as an evening uh, wow. i think at least and this could be anecdotal but you think about the, the people go out to celebrate at night. They're they're at least a, a little aware. They're like, hey, if we're gonna go out and have, you know, they're, they're thinking about the how they get home, right? Right. And, you know, they're, they're planning ahead, and that's what we always talk about: plan ahead, plan, 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 plan. But for those that truly have a problem that just drink all day every day, that's not what they think about. And so those are the ones that are out there still on the road that a lot of people don't think. They they, they associate DUIs with just some young kid who goes out and has too many at the bar and drive, makes a mistake and drives home, and that's those are the only ones but there's a lot of a lot of you know times when it's people that drink all day 24 7 essentially yeah. and those the, the, they're out there at all hours of the day it's not just that 1 a.m 2 a.m time frame so you got to keep your head on a swivel when you're behind the wheel all the time yeah and that's why we make the traffic stops we do like we say we we, we plan for the worst and expect the best um but we we have we're ready for as far we make the traffic stops we do like I, like I said um, it's unfortunate um, the numbers do seem to be going down as did as did what appears to be the average age of the uh, offenders are going seem to be, seem to be going up um, we've seen more and more people over 50 um, appearing in our in our daily briefs um, getting arrested for DUI and the number of 21, 22, 
new drinkers going down. And like we talked about last last time um, we're on is maybe it's just a changing of interest of, of the demographics. The younger people aren't going out as much. And it's our hypothesis is that they're living their lives more online than, than out in the bars. Yeah, which I can completely understand. Um, the social situation and, and the changing of that dynamic and how people interact with each other is on such a grand scale yep. that even large organizations like the VFW are taking it into effect that soldiers return soldiers sailmen or sailors and, and airmen they're returning home from deployments and they're not joining these social groups anymore because the majority of their social behavior is happening over the internet Mm. Uh, you're finding people with those same interests as you, and the divide isn't what it used to be. It's not a phone call. You can jump online, hang out with them, play video games with them, which is huge in the military and, and uh, the other services. And so, like, it's just a changing of how we communicate with each other on such a grand scale that we're seeing it I think in even, other aspects. Even a change in the, the military lifestyle, I remember in whenever it was 1989 you're dating uh, yourself there uh, <laughs> arriving in germ journey into a five-man barracks room it's like here are your new f four best friends yep <laughs> as opposed to now they're all single uh, soldier or airmen or sailor rooms um to where you're even more e even in situations that were almost enforced social situations and living situations you don't even have that anymore yeah the rooms are much smaller and i think it's a good thing people need privacy yeah um so i think this the whole spectrum has changed and it, we're starting to see it all over uh you know trickle down through different aspects of of society uh, this change in social behavior some of it obviously like with duis very good thing uh staying yep. home online with your buddies play a video game have a couple drinks while you're doing it uh i know that uh you know when i was drinking uh, i got to thinking about it earlier today as i was preparing for the show how many cities in Wyoming have I not drank in? And it's down to three. <laughs> I've got a story for every city in this state except three of them. So uh, it was part of that culture even back when I was in. You, you play hard, you know, but you get up the next morning and you work hard. Right. And one thing that I noticed towards the time that I got out in, in 2014, the kids weren't doing that. And my, my privates, my specialists, they were staying home. They were hanging out with each other in the garage. You know, if they were going to drink, it was at somebody's house. It was less of a let's go out to the bar and hang out. Right. More of a let's stay in where everyone's safe and just do it here. You know, and, and those that listen regularly have heard the captain and I say it m multiple times, we, we don't discourage... Absolutely People going out and, yeah. and having a good time together, consuming alcohol. It, it's about that decision made when you've overindulged, and that's what we've preached on over and over and over. Going out and having a having a drink or two, and and socializing and having a good time with your friends, and especially Fourth of July holiday. What better reason to celebrate, right? You know, our Independence Day. You know, we we've never discouraged, never preached abstinence from alcohol, ever any of that. It's just about making those those decisions when it comes time for the evening to end. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about our average hover it waivers between a 0.15 and 0.18. Um, yeah, alcohol concentration. So th these aren't like I said; these aren't someone that has three beers instead of two yeah. and, and drives at a 0.08. Although we strongly discourage th that as well. Th these are people that are drunk. Yeah, they're not buzz. They're drunk, um, and they're. It's a fairly selfish th thing to do, putting everyone else at risk. Um, but it's something we that's our job, and we're here to mitigate it so the rest of the community is safe and also feels safe, knowing that we're out, out there getting uh, people off the road. So as for this weekend, Captain, what did we get? And when I say weekend, I'm really looking at uh, from probably Saturday to yesterday. Um, through Friday morning, because I can't remember when they fell we, we had four duis um but none yesterday um the last dui arrest was on on the 
I think during the afternoon of the third or early evening of, of the third. So this shows people did a great job of, of planning for the holidays. Um, but like we discussed last time, our community does a pretty good job. Um, two of the DUIs were from out of state, um, at, at least two. Um, and they were also over 50. So yeah. it's, that, it's that, that, that demographic that's, that we need to reach. And, it, and it's interesting how that's shifted over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, the, the age has increased in the DUI uh, apprehensions, for lack of a better word, arrests, I should say. Yeah, I mean, our, our, as a department, our DUI numbers tend to vary with the number of officers we have on. Um, we would probably expect that a rough average would be 12 a year. Um, DUI arrests per, per officer. Oh, wow. So we're, we're, we're down... Uh, we have four openings right now, so that, that's roughly 50. So, um, but we're happy. We, we, we would, we, what we want is our officers out being conscientious, looking for all violations and not finding any, because that, right. that means people are following the laws and, and doing their part to uphold the quality of life in Sheridan. And, and that touches on one thing that we've talked about in the past as well, where there's this uh, misconception out there among the community members, not everyone, but some individuals who believe that you have to make a certain number of, of DUI arrests, a certain number of arrests for this or that, or, or if you don't have tickets going out of your book, you're wrong. We, we, we have this argument with the state, too, and um, when they monitor our traffic grants, because they're saying, well, you're not making stops and not writing citations. Yes, because we're not seeing any violations yeah. as hard as we look. That, that's, the, uh, that's the sign of success to us, and that Robert Peel, uh, the, uh, the, the paraphrase for Robert Peel is the, the sign of absolute police success is the absolute uh, absence of crime. Yeah. Um, so good. We're, we're not writing citations. That's fantastic. We don't particularly want to. Yeah, that's not the goal of <laughs> yeah. putting a uniform on. Yeah. Uh, the goal is to serve and protect and uh, not write tickets. Yes. So how many public intoxication arrests did we end up going through? <clears throat> we had <clears throat> one. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, but that wasn't alcohol related. It was someone that ended up going to the hospital. They were having issues with medications and some uh, some uh, other controlled substances. But as far as uh, drunks in public, we, we didn't have any, which was fantastic. That is fantastic. And, and I hope those folks are all right. Um, you know, it's a shame things like that have to take place, but yep. they do. I got to take a quick commercial break. We're going to talk about more uh, alcohol-related arrests that possibly took place this weekend, and how can we continue this great trend of a decline? Well, we'll discuss it in just a minute. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Share it. Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Bighorn Education Fund is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Summer is here and Moss Holders wants your home to be ready for guests. So for this week only, save on every single purchase store-wide. Choose a new mattress for the guest room, outdoor chairs for your patio, or a new dining set or sectional to accommodate all of your company. While in-store, sign up for a chance to win one of four great prizes to be given away. You can win a brand new Blackstone Grill, a 50-inch smart TV, a camping package with a large cooler and camping chairs, or choose a $1,000 Moss Holders gift certificate. That's this week only at Moss Holders Design Center. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. When you talk to your pets, this is what they hear. And your dog replies, Hey, Mr. Whiskers, I think he's saying we're getting new dog and cat food from Northwest Naturals. Raw diets for dogs and cats sold locally only at the Health Nut. He says Northwest Naturals has cat treats, too. Which means you guys stay here. I'm going to the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall right now. 
Hi, this is Christy Kingholm of Buffalo Royalty, and let's talk about 18 Jerome Place on over eight acres of land located close to town off of the TW Road in the Hilton Minor subdivision, and a great view of the Bighorn Mountains and Red Hills. You can purchase the lot if you are planning to build your dream home. Seller is a prominent builder and can build your home for you. Seller has floor plans available to choose from, along with the prices for building. Call me, Christy Kinghorn, at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Got a chip or need a windshield repaired? Hi, I'm Cindy Wolf. Jim and I were both born and raised in Sheridan and are proud to continue to run Novus Auto Glass as a locally owned business. Novus Auto Glass has certified technicians to put your windshield concerns at ease. We strive for professional quality work. Novus provides a lifetime and national warranties on all installations. Novus Auto Glass, 1034 Broadway Street, or call us at 307-672-0139 to set up an appointment. Think you know a lot about rodeo? Well, do you? Take the rodeo quiz presented by Vacutech and find out. You'll be entered for a chance to win $250 in chamber bucks, which will pony up to the winner on July 11th. So, what are you waiting for? Saddle up and head on over to sharedmedia.com to take a look at the rodeo quiz sponsored by Vacutech. Look for it on the contest page at sharedmedia.com. Let's ride! Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. We are talking with Sheridan PD this morning. I'm joined by the Chief of Police, Travis Koltiska, and Captain of the Force, Tom Ringley. Now, we've been discussing the DUI arrests and and the decline in alcohol culture. I I really don't have another uh, uh, term for it, but we can call it alcohol culture, the decline of alcohol culture within uh, the city. And uh, folks, I want you to realize that uh, the majority of the information that I'm working off uh, in this decline comes from our PD and our sheriff's office that they're just not seeing uh, the behavior that we used to see during the 80s and 90s and I would even probably say into the new millennium a little bit because uh, that's when I was in my 20s so <laughs> I know a lot of you were out there we just talked about public intoxication uh, arrests uh, disorderly conduct that uh, is that something completely different is that just somebody uh, behaving badly in, well, in public it, it, it's both if you think about the term it's disorderly it's against public order um, public intoxication used to fall under that ordinance but um, what we probably haven't talked about for quite a while is the alcohol ordinance that is probably five or six years old now that really um, wasn't really popular at the time with, yeah. the, with the, especially with some of the businesses because it mandates tips training there or it uh, moved the uh, public intoxication in, into there so it's really all encompassing but what it did was it made sure that um, servers are trained in, in checking ID and checking for signs of intoxication and not over-serving. So I think a lot of the credit goes to the establishments because um, they're doing a great job of not over-serving people or, or asking for us to walk through bars. And also a lot, some of it is that some of the, old, um, the older drinking establishments have been replaced by, and I'm not endorsing anyone or yeah, one way or the other, doesn't the matter. Boss. But there are places with retail licenses that serve food, which, yeah. which is a, a, a pretty big deal. It slows down the drinking. But I, I think a lot of it's just on, on the businesses that um, decide that they're going to do the right thing and card people and train their people in carding people and not over-serving. Now, I had to take like a food handler's course when I was managing a restaurant in Oregon. And yes. Oregon mandated that uh, you, you took this, I think it was a 48-hour training. 48-hour? I want to say it was 48, just just two days uh, worth. I mean, you're just going to, you went over to Boise, you got it taken care of pretty quick. Three, four days, you were done, you came home. And you also were trained in that right. came alcohol-serving mm-hmm. uh, training. And this was 98, 99, somewhere around there. And I thought that was very forward thinking, uh, that you had to receive this to, to be able to actually serve alcohol to individuals. And, and they taught you how to look at a fake ID. And, and back then, they were pretty easy to identify. Uh, 
yes, there were some good copies, but uh, they were still pretty easy to get by with. Um, but nowadays, uh, people have computers and all that stuff. I mean, but at the same time, the state has got all kinds of identifying marks on our driver's license and they, IDs. They, they do, and we actually provide the tips training for free. Um, really? And, you don't and, even have to pay for no, this? No, anyone that needs it can call Officer John Stallions at, at the police department, and him and uh, Sergeant John Snoozy do a fantastic job. Uh, Cindy Shepard Godwin as well. So we have three tips instructors. Um, we frequently advertise it on Facebook, but we also we do it, by request just do it well. on demand. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to tips training, uh, as you said before, this is through the city. Correct. Yeah, yeah, we do we do it for free it's because it's it. an ordinance. Yes. You have to receive this. So yes. so the company Tips is actually a private entity, right? Um, we have instructors trained in Tips training. There are other beverage server trainings across the country. Tips is the one it's subscribed to. Ordinance does not say you must be Tips trained. It says you must be beverage server trained. So say in Oregon, somebody moves here from Oregon, decides to go to work to serve alcohol, and they've received whatever beverage server training they received in Oregon. That would, as long as if it's, it's almost like our our post certifications, our police officer certifications, as long as it's comparable in nature, to what is required by city ordinance, then it's accepted as as appropriate beverage server training. And you know, to an extent, it it takes something that uh, is seen as just a job, and you could really turn it into a career because there's career bartenders out there who know what they're doing. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm sure that there was a massive increase after the movie Cocktail, uh, although that was years ago. Uh, but uh, people probably take a, a pretty good interest in actually serving alcohol. I know, you know, I tended bar for, I'd say only about six or seven months, but I had a really good time with it. Uh, sometimes I had too much fun with it. Uh, yeah, got away with the murder down there. It was pretty fun. Now, Rodeo Week is next week. This is from July 10th to July 15th. Ongoing construction throughout the city. This year's Rodeo Week is going to be a different animal in terms of getting around the city. Every year we talk about, uh, you know, the residents who who are going to see increased traffic. I can only imagine, Chief, this year is going to be... kind of crazy out there yeah and it's gonna it's gonna take some uh some patience on behalf of everyone involved in this especially with main street being shut down um you know the parade route has been altered so the parade route is on brooks and over front to works and then works to gould um so it's going to ch- change in where people have been parking access to some of the businesses is going to be challenging i would just um, make the recommendation to everybody you know leave well in advance if you have to park a little bit away and and walk that's that's going to be necessary to do because it's going to we can't really get vehicles inside of the parade route so like main street's going to be there and, and they're there we can't allow vehicles to cross this parade route because when they want to egress and leave there's with foot traffic and and remnants of the parade and everything else it just causes some some serious problems so um, it's going to be it's going to be a little challenging. It's going to be look a little different, and, and people are just going to have to have some patience. You know, we're all in this together. This Main Street construction is is a good thing. It needed done. Once it's done, it's going to last us another 50 years, hopefully longer years. Um, won't be my problem after that. You only got to do this yeah, once, Chief. Yeah, that won't be my problem. Um, but you know, we're we're, we're you know. We're here to help, and hopefully, you know, we can provide any assistance we can to those that to, that need to get around. Um, I know, you know, there's a lot of things that have changed this year. The, the bed races aren't happening just because there's no real route. Um, so just everybody be patient, use caution, keep your head on a swivel for pedestrians and kids and everything else, and we'll get through this together. And we would advise people there's no need to chain your chairs to Main Street this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's something that always got me as well. You know, I've never, I've, I've been to a lot of parades uh, in a lot of different places, especially here in Wyoming, and Sheridan's the only place that I can remember seeing uh, somebody had chained their chair to a, a signpost as I was walking up and down. I was with Sheridan Media. We were getting things ready early. I don't know how long that chair had been out there, but <laughs> it just kind of took me by surprise. They start appearing probably on the Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday, morning, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday. My goodness. Um, you know, in all honesty, the chairs are a problem. 
um, because they, well, for many reasons. One, they take up necessary pedestrian traffic on Main Street. You've got people that put out 10 or 15 shares and put a rope around them. That's reducing the access to the businesses. That's reducing the access of vehicles that are parking along the curb for a passenger to get out. We have dealt with numerous disputes where somebody comes and says, I don't care if your chairs are there or not. This is a public sidewalk, and they move the chairs. Yeah. And there's two people arguing over real estate that neither one of them own, and, yeah. both, and both of them own at the same time. Uh, over a parade. Over a parade. Um, we've had chairs. I, Unfortunately, years ago, um, had people taking chairs off the sidewalk, sitting in the middle of the main street while cars were going on both sides of them, like a couple nights before the parade. My goodness. People calling, hey, somebody stole my chairs. Well, you left it out you there. You left as a it in the street. Right? So then, hence, they get chained. Yeah. And then, hence, we have more. It's just, it's, it's, Are we've you, just asked people to please don't, don't, don't put your chairs out. And at this point, we haven't moved to the realm of mandating that they don't through some sort of ordinance. And that's not something we really want to do. We go back, honestly, we go back and forth on this. It's like, because they, they are that problematic. Yeah. And, and some people just don't care. They just think that they're going to put their chairs up there and that's going to be their, where they're going to watch the parade from. And nobody's going to tell them any different. And every year they show up earlier and, and earlier. earlier. Yeah. And so it's, it's going to, hopefully we can get a rain, hopefully we can rain it in a little bit. Um, without having to, it'd, it'd be nice to hit a reset with, with the yeah, construction. Really so when we do get back on Main Street, we can maybe do things that'll uh, make things a little smoother for everyone. Because eventually, if this continues, the city's going to have to do something. Well, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's going to cost too much money and time of our officers who've got to sit there yeah. and argue over this real and estate. For the businesses that aren't setting the chairs on in front of their businesses because they don't own the sidewalk. I'd feel bad if you had a restaurant or something and you wanted your customers to be able to park in front of your restaurant. Absolutely. And have the passengers get out safely on the sidewalk side, but they can't because their doors are obstructed by chairs. Uh, which cuts down, as, as you were saying, parking spots, places I can get to the local businesses who are really desperately needing our support right now on top of everything. So I, I understand where people are coming from. I want a good seat. Uh, my suggestion would just be grab those chairs early in the morning, go out there and sit with your family uh, early that morning and get ready for it. That's what I would do. And and honestly, I thought that uh, until I got here and saw the chain chairs, uh, I thought that was just something that uh, everybody did. Th th these are our problems. Most departments would kill to have these problems. Yes, yes. We'll put it in perspective as well. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, if we could come on a radio show and talk about this being uh, the biggest issue during a parade, yes. my goodness, we are lucky to have that as a problem. All right, on that, uh, Trevor's telling me we got to take a quick commercial break. We're going to have more with our Sheridan PD right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Bighorn Education Fund is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. In this day and age, everyone's looking for a great value deal. Well, look no further than your locally owned McDonald's. The $3.50 value deal is available at your McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Choose from a McDouble, hot and spicy, or six-piece chicken McNuggets, plus a small fry for $3.50. Now that is the value. Don't forget to download the McDonald's app for even more great deals. Look no further for a great value deal than your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Think you know a lot about rodeo? Well, do you? Take the rodeo quiz presented by VacuTech and find out. You'll be entered for a chance to win $250 in chamber bucks, which will pony up to the winner on July 11th. So, what are you waiting for? Saddle up and head on over to sharedmedia.com to take a look at the rodeo quiz sponsored by VacuTech. Look for it on the contest page at sharedmedia.com. Let's ride! 
If time and money are important, you owe yourself to visit Valvoline Express Care for your next oil change or automotive repair. They perform quality oil changes quickly, no appointment necessary. They service all vehicle makes and models with products that exceed manufacturer specifications to ensure your new vehicle warranty remains intact. If your car needs new brakes, battery, tires, alignment, or has a check engine light on, they can take care of that too. Valvoline Express Care, powered by the brand you trust, 752 Coffeen Avenue. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, they have a wide selection of estate jewelry, including gold, silver, and platinum. With new items arriving weekly, now is the perfect time to stop in. Items include pre-owned Rolex watches, vintage and modern rings, pendants, earrings, and more, all at great values. They're also buyers of gold, silver, and platinum jewelry, paying maximum prices for diamonds and fine gemstones. So hurry in to Legacy Diamond and Gems, where quality and value are always in style. Legacy Diamond and Gems, 11 North Main Street, downtown Sheridan. The rodeo is part of who we are. It's our history, our identity. But boy, this is not your granddaddy's rodeo anymore. The YO is bigger, better, and bolder. Larger purses, tougher competition, and a whole lot of family fun. Come for the world champion Indian relay races, high-stakes PRCA action, and a warm welcome unlike anywhere else in the world. Get your tickets at SheridanYORodeo.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Prattley brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, we're speaking with the Sheridan Police Department. I am joined by Chief of the Police Department, Travis Kultiska, and Captain of the Force, Tom Ringley. We've talked about the rodeo. And, and knock on wood, the number of alcohol-related incidences has reduced over the years. Uh, in the first part, we talked about the changing culture. And, you know, when it comes to the Sheridan Wyo Rodeo, kind of like uh, if, if we look at other large rodeos, yeah. uh, they've, they've shifted from more of a, a rough uh, cowboy-type event where, where we all show up together and just kind of have a, a week-long party. To very family-oriented events. Well, let, let's remember the rodeo is the rodeo. All the other events downtown are completely separate from the the, the parades. A rodeo parade, um, and I, I think the rodeo has always been family-friendly. And I mean, it's a Western w- working culture. Right, with, with right. The, the, cow, the cowboy culture is probably one of the few actual working cultures where it's based on you're respected for hard work. Um, but our concern is downtown. Um, and that's where things have changed. And what we've, you know, in talking with Sean Parker, Travis and I probably about five years ago, it's like, wouldn't it be cool if we just had a bunch of smaller events that families could go to instead of one big um, drinking event? And no, we, where and you don't want to take the little ones. Yeah, that yeah. would be awesome. So what the merchants have done on their own is establish these events. So we're very, Free market solutions. Yeah, we're very happy with, every, with everything. Now, granted, some of the vendors sold... Um, liquor licenses, the, the actual organizers of the street dance are no longer in play. Um, <clears throat> but that's where we are now. So we're, we think it's safer and we think it's better for the community and, and the families that want, actually want to go downtown. You know, I think some of it too is, is <clears throat> look at some of the other things that have happened all within the last decade, you know, the Third Thursday Street Festival, some of the other, other family-oriented events that have, that have occurred. And, and these other entities and organizations have realized the opportunity that truly exists to include the whole family in these sort of things and, and what kind of attraction that draws. Don't get me wrong, there's still adult-only entertainment. And there should be. For downtown. Yeah. Um, but I think the, just the thought process behind how the event is to be marketed and held and the target audience has kind of, has kind of shifted a little bit. And it really has made for a safe, I, I feel like, I agree with Kevin, it's for a safer event all the way around. and and and. You know, allows for more opportunity for for individuals to to choose what they want to do, where they may want to go, and and what they want to support. So I think it's it's in recent years that we really see some some positive a positive shift in in how everything's being done during those other events that are that are in, ancillary to the wild rodeo itself. And those events, I mean, they're good for uh, the future of the rodeo as well. You know, um, those kids are going to grow up with these amazing memories, even if they're just visitors. And they're going to want to keep coming back and, and they want to bring their families in exactly. the future years. Yeah, absolutely. And, and word of mouth is going to spread. What did you do over 
over your summer. Well, we went to Sheridan, Wyoming, and they had all kinds of great events with their rodeo, and that's just going to um, breed more interest in it. Yeah, it's getting to the point now that where people can choose which big name act they want to see downtown, which is pretty it's pretty, it's pretty amazing for, yeah. for, for yeah. what it is. I'm by no means a country music guy, but even I recognize the names at, at several different places, so that people can choose where they want to go instead of being crammed into a, which is basically a 3,000 person dive bar um, yeah. on, on Main Street. And the other thing is now we don't have to have such a police presence because crime's gone down. Um, so it probably makes it more enjoyable for a lot of people without having us there as well. You know, and, and kind of in line with that, that trend of thinking, uh, I, I brought up uh, like the VFW, the large organization, returning soldiers uh, weren't joining at that same rate. But the VFW also took steps uh, in recent years to make their establishment and i'm not i'm not promoting the vfw here i'm just saying this is something that has happened reflective of the conversation that we're we're discussing they have tried to make their establishments non-alcoholic family oriented uh come in get information that you need uh about the va get information that you need uh maybe in in making your family stronger things like that and and it's it's proved to be very successful you know as opposed to just having a a place to go drink with your buddies which don't get me wrong everybody deserves uh you know there's still that out there if that's what you're looking for but having to shift these organizations to more family focused discussions and and help and assistance i think was perfect i I think the best sign is that historically we've had two uh vans from the rec center giving free rides home the numbers for the last couple of years don't justify it. Um, so this year we don't feel that we need to have these fans. Really? On, so on, we're going to standby. So people have done a great job making their own way home. Um, and, and there's still the taxi and yep. the, there's still other means to get alternative rides. But yeah, the, the vans, the, the free rides, there's the utilization of it was not there last year. Really? Yeah. So folks were taking, and making their st- own plans. And were still down. Oh, so th- that's a, a really a sign of the community and what they are doing to to help us with this making plans before you head out with your friends Uh to make sure that everybody gets home what you know uh i think everybody uh, my longtime listeners know uh, i'm a recovering alcoholic i have received a dui in the past uh 10 to 15 thousand dollars if if i think my my dui cost me about 15 grand maybe 16 16 five somewhere around there um is that still about what it's going to cost you to get one of these things? You could probably add some onto that, and it really depends. There's a lot of, I mean, it can cost a lot more than that because back when I started law enforcement, you could get DUI after DUI after DUI after DUI, and it's right. misdemeanors. Now you're fourth one in 10 years, which is a felony. So we're talking like some people that true, truly have a problem and, and can't seem to find alternative means to, to get to and from their establishment or their home or whatever. Um, yeah, we're talking getting a felony on your record now. Um, so, and then, you know, loss of driver's licenses for extended periods of time. Yeah, insurance rates. I, I bet you could add to what it cost you back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I think you probably I, could maybe even tack on another five on yeah, that. I haven't heard a recent figure. That used to be the the that average that was that was given. Was and it's gonna on average it'll be about ten thousand. Was what was. We're trying to tell people in the community, hey, if you want to spend a night, you got 10000 sitting around in your pocket, you don't have anything to do with drink and drive and get caught. Yep. Right? And, and also, oh, by the way, if you want to get employment somewhere at somewhere that requires oh, a background yeah. check, that's where or it can have a driver's a, license. even longer-term effect. It is. It, it sticks with you. It follows you everywhere. I can tell you that right now. It's not something that you want. Uh, you know, if you get to that point where you start thinking wow should i you know can i drive home well if you've got to ask yourself that question the answer is no uh if you've got to sit there and wonder if you can do it the answer is no call somebody uh get a taxi uh tell the bartender uh you know sometimes i'm not saying all the time sometimes they have ways to make sure that you can get home safe uh, just don't get behind the wheel of that vehicle. It's going to cost you way too much, and who knows, could cost your life or the life of somebody else, and we want to prevent that as much as possible, folks. So there are 
ways that we can get home, though. We're not going to be doing the free rides this year, but, uh, Chief, what other ways do we have in the city to, to get back home? There are There is a taxi service. As a matter of fact, I think two taxi services here in town. Um, you know, we there's still the, the designated driver. We always preach that, you know, making that plan and having somebody that, that can get everybody home. Um, and there's always, you know, how... There's always your feet if you're walking <laughs> You distance, might as well walk right? home, yep. And everybody always says, oh, I, I, I've heard, I still hear this. And we've said it on here many, many times. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get arrested for PI if I'm walking home drunk. No, if you're passed out in somebody's rose bushes at a point four, you're going to get arrested for public intoxication. If, you're, if it's 15 below zero and you're walking <clears throat> the opposite direction from home or wherever it is you're trying to get to and you have no idea what day of the week it is, you're going to get arrested and, for and public even intoxication. If you, even if you do get arrested for public it's intoxication not a DUI. it sure beats the dui you're only or putting yourself somebody. at risk yeah you're you're we're making you safe and the financial cost is a lot less i i'll tell you what uh i i have worn out some shoe leather <laughs> in my day uh and and i've never been bothered by the pd no matter where i was at for walking down the street uh to get home from a bar uh that i've never even been bothered with that and we have you know n- n- not causing a ruckus but laughing and you know having a good old time while we're walking home i have seen many many people when i years ago i'll, I'll say it been a while since i've been out on the street but years ago i can i can i can't even count the number of people i see walking home obviously making the right choice and and just saying eh, great glad they're making it home okay and yeah didn't chose not to drive and that was the end of it. So, folks, just make sure that uh, you've got a ride home before you start engaging in, in the night's festivities. And, you know, there's a lot of folks out there who, who no longer drink, like myself, who let you know. Hey, you give your number out? Get yeah. Some rides <laughs> hey, I'm, uh, if, if I had a friend who needed one, Chief, uh, I, I was right there every oh, time. Let's talk about for anybody out yeah. there. It would <laughs> be, be a, a busy ban- night. We have banners. We can put your number right up. I think we're an 800 white. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Nice. <laughs> that, I think that actually might end up working. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you guys are trying to make me pretty big busy this weekend better get, better get a van. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i mean but a lot of us have that friend who no longer drinks anymore and some of us might be that friend and just if you're looking to have a good time head on out there with your buddies and uh make sure that they all get home all right that was always a role that i mean my wife has a really good time whenever she gets to go out with friends because she knows she can <laughs> and she's got a permanent ride home no matter what she does now one thing that i did want to touch on i've only got about three minutes left uh, the Reserve Officer Program, something that uh, I've always, I've really, really liked it ever since its inception. Uh, it's It's been received well. Uh, but I did have a couple quick questions for someone who wants to be involved in the PD. At what age can someone volunteer? 21 is the minimum age for certification for law enforcement. For a police officer, there's some you know high school or GED equivalency. Must be a United States citizen and possess a, a valid a valid driver's license eventually, or able to get a Wyoming driver's license. So those are requirements for basic requirements for reserve. Obviously, for a reserve officer, they go through the same stringent process that we do for our for full-time officers. The testing, the training, everything's the same. Um, it's parceled a little different for the reserve to accommodate people that have jobs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's 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 the way it, the way the training is put together and the way we the timeline that we do it's a little different, but um, those are the minimum requirements. You know, it's it's been a good program. Um, we have Officer John Mahalik, our first one on there, and it's working out really really and, well. And we'd get him here in the next couple of months. To, to I think his, that would be great. He's also a part-time yeah. dispatcher, which is something we've added too. So he's doing both. Let's talk about that. The part-time dispatching. You can be a reserve officer, but if you also want to give a little bit uh, from behind the microphone, or or, or well, I guess you could call the, it a microphone, the, the phone. The part-time is a full. Um, it's it's paid position. Um, whereas the reserve officer is not. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So the part-time dispatcher, what we did is we took a records position that we really felt we could better be used in our dispatch center where we're, where we're needing some staffing. And we broke that one records position into two dispatch positions part-time. So it's still like, it's like one 40-hour position, and, but it's two part-time positions. We really think that'll help us alleviate some staffing issues when, once it's fully operational, um, allow 
dispatchers to go to training to take time off and not have holes in the in the in the in the schedule where we're asking other dispatchers to come in and work on one of their normal days off yeah or having records personnel fell in for dispatch so it's a new where there's applications which we're, yep. we're getting some interest but it's a good and, position and lieutenant danny keller can answer questions for the reserves and part-time positions yep oh fantastic so we just got to give uh lieutenant keller a call yes and uh, we can look into that uh if you want to be a dispatcher folks head on out there it's a great way uh it's a great job number one uh and number two you can help ease up uh, some of our dispatchers so they can have a little bit of time off hard working crew out there chief captain i want to thank you both for coming on the show this morning greatly appreciate both of you stay safe out there guys you've been listening to public pulse sun 930 k roe and 103.9 fm sheridan Did you know One Health cares for all of you, your physical, your behavioral, and your social health? We're proud to continue to offer primary care, immunizations, pediatrics, senior wellness, and now dental services. One Health is a passionate team offering exceptional care for the entire body, all under one roof for all ages and all income levels, accepting Medicaid, Medicare, private insurance, as well as a sliding fee scale, in-person and telehealth. So schedule your next wellness exam. One Health is now located in the train depot and at onehealthcaresforall.org. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. The Bighorn Education Fund is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Nothing says Sheridan Wild Rodeo like a brand new Chevrolet. From wearing Sheridan Chevrolet, Rodeo Week fast approaching. Stop down, check out the new lineup of Chevy Silverados. Whether you're heading to the fairgrounds or your favorite watering hole, these new Silverados are the truck of choice and will get you anywhere. Open all Rodeo Week long and Saturday until 4. Get wild at Wearing Sheridan Chevrolet, official sponsor of the Sheridan Wild Rodeo. This summer, unleash your outdoor oasis with the help of CMB Supply, your one-stop shop for all your tools and yard supplies. Located on Heartland Drive in Sheridan, our store is ready to make your summer dreams come true. At CMB Supply, we understand that a well-stocked toolbox is essential for any outdoor project, and we have just the items to help you fill it. From grills to gardening to do-it-yourself landscaping, we got you covered. CMB Supply is here to transform your yard into a summer paradise. CMB Supply open Monday to Friday, 7:30 to 6:30, and Saturday, 8 to 3. The Sheridan Farmer's Market is back for another great season at Whitney Commons Park. You'll find local produce, meat, eggs, coffee, baked goods, and outstanding locally crafted items this Thursday and every Thursday from 5 to 7 p.m. through September 14th. See the best our hardworking local producers have to offer at the Sheridan Farmer's Market Thursday evenings at Whitney Commons Park. Sponsored in part by Sheridan Media. And remember, please leave your pets at home. Well, it's just a fact that sometimes the water well you have is just not the water well you wished you had. What if you turned on your tap and a little country band drained out singing, Water, water, cool, clear water. Well, that's just what 307 Wildcat Well Service delivers. They'll bore down old Mother Earth and find you that water. Now get ready for a phone number, 217-2155. Or find 307 Wildcat Well Service on Facebook. And you too will have... Cool, clear water. From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930. K-R-O-B.